Hello everybody and welcome to this next episode of Into the Prey, Breaching the Chaos of the Church with Nick and Mary Franks. Good morning to everybody and welcome to what is a slightly unusual episode again this morning. We have a lot going on at this end with the Bible teaching series, which is probably what you'd be expecting this morning, but I'm wanting to do this slightly differently this morning and finish chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians next next Sunday. This morning, however, I just want to do a brief episode, a brief podcast, really as a as a kind of reflection stroke follow-up to my conversation with Gavin Ashenden from earlier in the week. Some of you will have already listened to that conversation, which was quite long, and that's okay. Some of these conversations need to be long, and there will be probably a couple of episodes um, that could be quite long, but some of these things are, are worthy of time. But there was one one moment in the conversation, particularly that has stayed with me and has been on my mind this morning, and I'm wanting just to address it quickly. And it was the moment in the conversation with Gavin where he was referring to some d- demonic visitations that he had experienced in recent times and vividly um, described and his encounter with, um, by all accounts, from what I could understand, a, um, a Leeds-based Yorkshire uh, Catholic exorcist. And the advice for Gavin, who'd been experiencing these undeniably very disturbing um, incidents, that, that, the, rosary, that the, the rosary beads were the answer. And that within that, there was this whole thing of Jesus' name being somehow secondary or insufficient or incapable to rebuke the devil. And I wanted to address that this morning with scripture because that moment for me was the most um, appalling moment, actually, in, in our conversation. The conversation as a whole was was fine it was it was you know it was it was a good conversation and there was no animosity particularly however i did say at the beginning of the podcast that i didn't want um error and uh theological um heresy to somehow be kind of placated or covered up or concealed or buried by pleasant pleasantries and so i'm wanting to address that head on this morning that for anybody particularly who who would have found that upsetting or um i don't know just just upsetting or somehow giving rise to wrong thinking or whatever like our hope is in the name of Jesus there is no other name under heaven by which we may be saved and when it comes to the demonic when it comes to any spiritual authority we have no spiritual authority apart from the name of Jesus, do we? We have no spiritual authority apart from his imputed righteousness to us and the authority that we have in the name of Jesus as those who have been adopted by the blood of the Lamb. And our testimony is very important when it comes to that. Now, when Gavin and his uh, friend um, had been focusing on the rosary beads as some kind of defense against the demonic i want to rebuke that this morning from scripture and i want to just hopefully that this will be a comfort to you if you're a regular listener it's very important that you know what we think about that 
And I want to read some scriptures to you that I, I, to underline this point. And then if you could just open your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. I'm going to come to Luke chapter 11 in just a few minutes. And uh, before I do that, let me just read some of these verses to you with this thought in mind that somehow Jesus' name isn't sufficient to rebuke the devil and that we may, we, may, we need some other supplementary things like rosary beads or some kind of icons or relics or what have you. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just simply going to read some verses to you now and leave them with you. And then, as I say, come to, to one big thought in Luke chapter 11, just a few minutes. So let me go through these and I pray that as I read them, that they would be a blessing to you, a comfort to you. James 2 verse 19 you believe that God is one, you do well, even the demons believe and shudder. James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Luke ten seventeen, the 72 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Mark 3, verse 11, and whenever the unclean spirits saw Jesus, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the Son of God. Jude 1 verse 6. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. Matthew 10 verse 1. And Jesus called to him his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Acts sixteen sixteen to 18 As we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God, who proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept saying, For many days, Paul, having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. Mark 16, 6 to 8, 16 to 18. Whoever believes and is baptised will be safe, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. In my name they will cast out demons. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Luke eleven fourteen. Now he, Jesus was casting out a demon that was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the people marvelled. Mark 5, 2 to 20. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs 
and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain, for he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was crying, always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. Luke 4.41 And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. But Jesus rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. I want to just leave those verses in your mind this morning, all of which, particularly the passage... Um, that I just read from uh, Mark 5 when Jesus stepped out of the boat. Just read read those verses in, in your own time. But when the demoniac, when the, the demon-possessed fellow, when he'd seen Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. Um, I wanted I want to just say this very clearly this morning, that this uh, conversation with Gavin Ashenden, which may well continue to to other episodes may well may well have already left some debris along the 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 kind of pathways of our minds and that for me is is what this part of the conversation was this week where uh somehow rosary beads were needed and that satan wouldn't bow to the name of jesus that that is of the pit the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is incomparably powerful in heaven and on earth. And at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow, every tongue will confess. Um, so to hear a testimony where somehow demons or Satan wouldn't respond to the name of Jesus, we can be categorically sure is not true. With the wider context in mind of the conversation to do with Mary, so-called apparitions of Mary, and the fact that whether or not it's true is not the point. It's what what the source of these um, theologies or doctrines or even recorded apparitions are, as I made the point strongly to Gavin, that it doesn't go without saying that just because it's real doesn't mean to say it's God. And I want to finish this brief episode today with um, reference to something I'd read actually just this morning in my readings that I think is, I think is truly compelling. Um, not that we needed to have compelling reading this morning to 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 know this, but this is um, Luke eleven, as I mentioned just a minute or two ago. And it's funny that the chapter opens with teaching. Jesus teaching about prayer, which of course is central to our conversation this morning with regard to the demonic um, the demonic and anything spiritual. So the Lord's Prayer and um, then Jesus from verses 5 through to 13 gives the, um, the example of children before their fathers asking... Um, 
Um, if you look at just verse 11, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, earthly fathers who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So Jesus teaches on prayer. He culminates that passage on the Holy Spirit as the the gift that that the father gives to his children with natural affectionate overflowing almost like a reflex uh gift of course he gives like if your parents this morning listening and your child asks you what kind of what kind of parental reflex do you have there if if your child or you know asks you for something is of course yes and then verses 14, uh, verse 14 then begins this passage with um, accusations that Jesus was casting out spirits by other demons. Verses 14 through to really um, verse 26. And I, I let you read that in your own time. But the bit I want to read you this morning is in that context of Jesus teaching about um, uh, exorcism teaching about demons, teaching about uh, rebuking Satan. Look, look what happens in verse 27. As Jesus said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But Jesus said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. If you've listened to our conversation with Gavin earlier in the week, you'll understand why I'm reading this verse this morning, these two verses, Luke 11, verse 27 and 28. Um, there was a point in our conversation where I was making the point to some of Gavin's rationale for marrying apparitions or some kind of relational relationship with saints and so on. And Gavin appealed to uh, the Mount of Transfiguration where um, Moses and Elijah appeared with Jesus um, and Peter and John and so on were freaking out and making wanting to make tents and so on. And for Gavin, that was some kind of scriptural rationale for why at least it's possible that Mary and, you know, these these kind of doctrines that, that teach um, what Catholics believe. Look at, look at this, <laughs> this moment here where Jesus is teaching about the demonic. He's teaching about casting out demons. He's, he's talking about teaching about resisting the devil. And he's teaching about spiritual authority, ultimately. And when the crowds are wanting to suggest that his authority was by another demon, Jesus said, no, 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 a house divided against itself can't stand, it will fall. And so Jesus is, is teaching and this woman raises her voice and starts giving adulation and praise to Mary. But look what Jesus says. If Jesus, if if the New Testament was going to teach some kind of special 
attention or veneration to be given to Mary? Would this not would this not have been the point where Jesus said, "Yes, Amen." Yes, amen. Well done. You're, you speak well about my mother. But that's not what he says. But, but Jesus said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As it says in Romans. So I thought that was a telling verse this morning for us to think about. There is no other name under heaven or on earth by which we may be saved there is no other name there's no other um there's no other name there's no other power there's no other authority there's no other grace or mercy in which we're able to stand this morning other than the name of jesus jesus is the name above all names he is the sufficiency of god he is he is our sanity he is our he is our authority and peace. He is the one who bled at Calvary and died and rose again. And we are the we are, we are able to stand in the name of Jesus this morning, in the way that the um, the disciples stood in His name, who understood that the even the demons bow down at Your name, Jesus. So make no mistake. This morning, there is no authority against the demonic or against Satan, even himself, other than the name of Jesus. Mary has no relevance to us any more than any other figure in history. And that's not um, disrespectful. It's not sacrilegious. It is simply true that Jesus, had he felt there was something else to be said here, to, to bless Mary or to somehow give her a special, no, no, no. But Jesus said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. And we have to stick to what the word of God says. We cannot go beyond what is written. Father, I pray this morning that you would provide peace and a sense of um, supernatural, transcendent peace for all of us this morning as we think and reflect and muse on some of the things we've been hearing this week. And Lord, I pray especially in this most basic, childlike um, posture where we come before you knowing that it is by the name of Jesus that we are able to approach your throne of grace with confidence to be able to find blessing at a time of need and Lord I pray that as as we reflect on some of these things that the basics wouldn't ever be um, that we wouldn't ever be worried about the basics that as we rest in the knowledge that it is that it is at the name of Jesus that every demon must flee and Satan himself cowers and flees. That, that these basic elementary truths of the wonder of your gospel and the wonder of who you are would remain rock-like solid and that any attempt of the enemy to cause, to even dare to cause those basic childlike um, parts of our faith to be... Uh, questioned or rethought or whatever lord i pray that they would be rock solid as we stand on your word this morning as we stand on your word and not the word of man or the experience of man or the testimony of man we thank you jesus that your name is like honey on our lips and i pray for anyone this morning who needs to know that sense of authority and power of your name that they would even begin to just say your name now 
What a beautiful name, Jesus, and just the mention of your name sends every dark, foul spirit cowering. And we worship you, Lord. We submit ourselves to you in joy and in gladness. And we look to you as our fortress and our refuge, impenetrable against any work of the enemy. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, now in your precious, precious name. Amen.